embark on a journey into the unknown, where two or more are gathered to discuss what you are afraid of. This is Nigel the Goat speaking, along with your host, Davey Wavy, and we welcome you to the Red Pill Cartel Podcast, where crazy feels like home. going on cartel thank you so much for all sticking with me until this 100th episode milestone um it was an honor and a privilege to have uh miss uh tiana on from canada uh for this show tonight and uh we go all over the map from you know spiritual awakening which is, you know, what I always love to talk about on most of my episodes for the probably like 85% or so. But then we get into the uh, digital ID system and the 15-minute cities that these fucking assholes want to implement. Um, and then we discussed, you know, religion and spirituality and all kinds of stuff for this banger of an episode of the Red Pill Cartel, and also, I just want to give you a uh, little bit of a warning at the very end of this episode, uh, we kind of got cut off with one another, we could still hear each other, but I was echoing, because of the fact that uh, around 9.30 her time, uh, her internet always goes a little wacky, because she's on good old Elon Musk's Starlink internet. So it is what it is, but uh, I hope you enjoyed this 100th episode, and uh, y'all know what to do from here on, right? Relax, roll up a couple fat ones, smoke them, have a couple beers, do what you gotta do, relax, and enjoy the show. Oh, by the way, I hope you enjoyed the new intro that my buddy and I created for you guys. Thanks guys, I'm not going to stop doing this, so you're in you're in this with me for the long haul, so uh, I hope you appreciate it, and uh, I love you guys so much, and uh, until next time. What's up Cartel? Just a little bit of a message before the, we get the show started here. Um, I have a good friend Melanie Schultz uh, in the States. Uh, she has um, Hashimoto's uh, thyroiditis, and it affects every part of her body. So I threw up the uh, threw up. That sounded gross. Uh, I, I put up the uh, GoFundMe page for her um, in the show notes. The link is there. Uh, if you could kindly click on it and just throw a few bucks at her for her medical bills, it would be greatly appreciated. I would appreciate it. She would, and so would Nigel. And uh, God bless you all, and thank you so much. Welcome back, Cartel, to episode 100, and I have a very special guest here tonight, and I was super thankful to get her on, uh, Tiana, uh, a TikTok phenomenon right now. Uh, you guys got to check out her shit, and now she's on Instagram. Tiana, how are you? Thank you so much for coming on. I'm great, and thank you for having me. It's honestly a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm... So you you hit the uh, the milestone episode unplanned, and uh, I actually have a new uh, intro that me and my friend worked on that I'm going to be adding on to this show uh, this episode from here on out until I decide to hit another milestone and create something else. But yeah, you're oh, you're awesome. here now, and uh, thanks for coming on. I heard you on actually I saw your videos uh, quite a bit before i listened to you on the wicked planet and i love those guys i keep in touch with them all the time and uh i was like oh shit they got her because i want so bad because like you're canadian right and i don't have a huge canadian audience uh most of my listeners are in the u.s and 
oh, other wow. parts. Of the yeah, it's only fourteen percent Canadian, and the oh, rest wow. is seventy something percent U.S. And then the rest is uh, other countries in the world. So, yeah, it's I need other Canadian people and Canadian content maybe to boost up that that uh, listener base. But uh, yeah, here you are, and uh, whew, it's it's awesome. I'm honored to be here. Honestly, that's awesome. Uh, I think we need more Canadians to really speak up and be louder against the tyranny that we're experiencing right now. We absolutely do. And uh, most of the people that I have in my daily life, uh, there's quite a few who are actually aware and awake of what's going on. Uh, and it's it's funny because they're starting to say, I think I need to start following Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's crazy. And I'm like, well, I've been following Christ for quite a bit now, you know, and not from the religious aspect, just from the, um, the inside out, you know, oh, doing shadow work and all that stuff. Uh, still a lot of work for me to do, but the more that I do it, the more that I become aware of what's going on, and the more that I'm able to, uh, you know, treat my other fellow human beings with respect and love and, you know, the fruits of the Holy Spirit kind of deal, right? Absolutely. And I totally understand that. And I think everyone has their own relationship with Christ and God. And that's why I don't judge people on how they have their relationship with Christ or God, as long as they're kind of working towards that. And I know a lot of um, where religion kind of goes wrong is a lot of people attack people with the way they communicate with God and how they speak in their relationship. And I always tell people everyone has their own different ways. And as long as that way works with you, then that's the right way. And that's what I always tell people because it's about what's in the heart and how you feel about um, God and the world. And it's not about a place or a time or anything like that. So. Right. Yeah. It's, it's about like how you feel like, are you like condemning yourself for your own actions? And if you are, then you got a lot of work to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when did you first, I always ask this, ask this mm -hmm. to my uh, guests. Uh, what did you, f did you have a religious upbringing? And if not, uh, how did you really like break out of that shell of, of becoming spiritually awakened? Um, so I grew up in an Orthodox Christian household, so there was always religion there. Um, but then the actual deeper journey really began when I was 21, and I believe that's when my awakening happened. And I took my religious journey into more of a deeper and spiritual journey as well to basically know more about all of the other books that are written out there, different religions that are written, just to kind of compare and study to see what peop other people are saying. And I just, it kind of went in from just a very basic upbringing level to a much, much deeper level journey to figure out what is what, who um, is, uh, well, I shouldn't say who is, but, what is driving me um, to basically go into this journey to go down this route? Was it a message from God? Why do I have these weird internal feelings where if I feel like something will go wrong, something actually does. It's like almost this internal voice that guides me in certain directions that make no sense. And I couldn't make sense of them. And then I wanted to get in touch with that. So I would understand myself better on a deeper level. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's, um, I think religion is there to show us, like all religions, are they all have this certain uh, connection. They're all relatively the same in a certain sense. They yeah. all want you to become a better person, this and that. But then the religion, the religion itself and the dogma attached to it could make you go one direction or the other. Exactly. From my study of the Bible, I feel like it's not a dogma. I think human beings have 
misinterpreted that way. I feel like they were warnings to basically how to avoid the devil or Satan and the evil that is in this world. And every so-called rule or dogmatic rule that people would like to put on is actually not a rule, but a guide. And it has deeper meaning, especially if you go and research said meaning in a different way. So for example, with the head coverings, I know even the Amish don't show their hair. Um, there's actually a reason because they say that there is power in the hair, um, the longer it is. And so when you read the Hindu religion, this makes sense. And there's something about the power of hair of energy that might be used for evil, but can be as well. And so I find it fascinating how people say, oh, well, these are just dogmatic rules and I don't want to follow those because, you know, that's not fun. But it's actually warning systems on how we could have pretty much avoided this entire situation that we are in with the world in the state that is it is in because i think we've played with the devil and a lot of walked away from the path of the light now as a society and as a world and i think a lot of people are also that was very well said by the way um a lot of people uh are starting to see now they want to go back to spirituality and uh, even the Rastafarians, to your point with the Amish, the Rastafarians, I used to work with this one guy. Well, I didn't work with him. I was working security, and he was this Rastafarian guy. And yeah. we were talking a lot of spirituality together, and he recommended books to read, and I read them, and I was like, holy shit. But he was saying that the dreadlocks represent the antenna to God, yeah. just like, a, just like uh, the turban is yeah. like protecting. It's like an antenna to God, right? Exactly. Which yes. is probably why I grew my beard so big. Uh, it's it's kind of like a spiritual thing for me, but oh, at the nice. same time, yeah, it's kind of like a it's like a spiritual thing to me. But at the same time, it's also like a uh, like a fuck you to to vanity, and I don't want to be uh, you know looking like a beta cuck. I want that alpha male look, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm like the beta cuck. I swear I've used that on under Justin Trudeau's Twitter probably like a million times. I'm surprised <laughs> I'm not banned off his Twitter page. So yeah. I love watching Trudeau's posts because it's just like he just gets shit on completely <laughs> every time. He does. <laughs> He does so bad. And I like now that they're not even faking his numbers anymore. They used to fake his likes and views. And now they're not even doing that anymore. So you see like maybe a thousand likes and then like 2000 comments just ripping right into him. And I'm like, oh, Elon, this is the best thing you could have done for Twitter. You know, oh, I don't yeah. care if you're a bad guy, but like the Twitter part, that was mint. <laughs> him, and his, him and his fucking Baphomet suit. Oh, I know. I saw that. I was like, oh, boy. Um, you know, and I, I honestly cannot stand listening to Elon Musk. Like, I heard him on Joe Rogan, and I'm just like, why does he pause for, like, 20 seconds after every question that he's asked? I swear, I think that's, like, Starling downloading his next thought, because I'm pretty yeah. sure he chipped his own brain. <laughs> I think, at this point, I think Elon Musk is a fucking android. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, him and Zuckerberg, especially Zuckerberg. I mean, oh. I, have to, I don't know what on earth that is, but I mean, he needs to learn how to blink. It's kind of scary. He, yeah, it's yeah. pretty fucking creepy. It him, is. him, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Joe Biden, fucking all these clones that are out there that are like soulless, <laughs> and you know they just want your fucking money and they want to kill you. Exactly. Yeah, I swear. We're like in the Terminator movie right now, except the Terminator is dressed like Bill Gates. And um, <laughs> it's all like these like guys where you're like, oh, they're not really suspicious. They're just weird and creepy. But it's like, yeah, yeah they're, they're robots. I'm pretty sure they're androids and uh, they're coming for us. They just dress them up nicer. They didn't dress them up as Terminator. It's like it's like what uh, Sam Tripoli always says. He's like, they're fucking they were nerds when they were kids. They were picked on and bullied. Now they want to take it out on the rest of humanity. It's so true though, I swear. 
I mean, like, I'm pretty sure we all got bullied. I know I got bullied. I was not popular in school at all. I had the braces and the whole nine yards. So, but I never went out of my way to be like, oh, now I'm just going to take my anger out at the world. And like, you know, it was just kind of like you work on your shadow self and you work on like your trauma and you, I don't know, internalize it, I guess, a little bit and you move on, you know, it builds character. (laughs) Exactly. Like I got harassed uh quite a bit growing up uh and it's like i just laugh at it all now yeah i laugh at it too i'm like i can't even believe that used to like hurt me i'm like oh and then especially when you um go through like when i used to have facebook something will pop up and it's like oh that i used to go to high school with that person and then you just laugh you know you're like yeah. wow life really beat you up too eh <laughs> oh, yeah. you're like we're in the same uh, boat now <laughs> I actually encountered somebody that I hated in high school um, later on, like, like probably like mm, 10, 12 years after, because she would always come to my classroom door and look through the window because I was friends with her friend. Right. Oh. And, she, and she would sneer at me through the window. And I was like, the fuck is this bitch's problem i didn't do anything (laughs) to her you know yeah and so when i met her met up with her again because she was hanging out with mutual friends i was like i was like you know have had a couple beers i was high or whatever and i said i said to her i'm like i fucking hated you in high school she's like (laughs) i really i'm like yeah she's like why i'm like because you just fucking come to the classroom where i was sitting with your with in front of your friend and you would just sneer at me. She's like, I was like that to everybody. I hope I didn't offend you. I'm like, I fucking hated you for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least that's a candid open oh. conversation to have. Yeah. We got yeah. on a positive note after that. Right. So it was cool. Okay, yeah. That's good. That's good. She's like, she's like, don't take offense. I was a bitch to everybody. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well I wasn't. <laughs> you know what most of it can be forgiven if somebody admits that mm-hmm. you know they were wrong or that they were cruel i think that's when um it's easier to forgive someone than when you get gaslit or they pretend like it never happened then it's even worse yeah she she actually admitted it so i was like cool with it you know i was like whatever dude it was like fucking 12 years ago we were kids you know yeah <laughs> so whatever it was cool um tiana Dish out the goods of what the fuck these assholes are trying to do with these 15-minute cities and this digital ID. Oh, well, um, so this is the UN's plan, and they have taken basically a turn for the worse. They were going after the ba- uh, land bylaw uses and changing basically our land bylaws without the town or people knowing. And right. now that that's come to light and that we have sort of pushed on our provincial governments that we don't want digital IDs, they are now coming into municipalities and telling people, hey, listen, um, this is what we want to introduce. We want to introduce digital IDs now on a municipal level, but you cannot tell your residents and this piece of paper must be kept confidential. So I got that leaked email um, from somebody, from a source. And now I'm like, wow, they're changing tactics. They basically went from digital IDs being a provincial issue to now a municipality issue. And the uproar over the land bylaw uses is honestly amazing because it's positive and people are getting involved. Um, sure. There's groups forming on Facebook. There's groups forming in communities. People are aware. And we have come to find out that most of the mayors and council people had no idea what any of these changes would be because they just received um, like an order from the federal government that, hey, it's time to change your land bylaw uses. Here's these companies that you can work with that will write them up, basically the ones that get the grant for a lot of money. And then they're just pushed into 
well, this needs to be changed for this reason and this needs to be changed, but no one's asking why these changes are being made because to them, it just seems like whatever, it's a change, we'll make a bylaw, we'll post it, blah, blah, blah. No one cares like every other time, except this time it's actually ushering in land grabs and ushering in 15 minute cities. So people are aware of their dirty and sinister tactics. They're fucking, they're assholes, man. Um, explain 15-minute cities for my audience because I don't know if everybody knows about it. Oh, okay. So 15-minute cities is the way they're packaging. You will have everything within a 15-minute walk. That includes doctor stores, um, any sort of restaurants. Well, not any, but restaurants. And it's a 15-minute parameter. Now, here's the weird part. You can't have... 15 minute universities like a university in each one of these sections so by the land bylaw uses the way they will make it is so that in the future when they start phasing out vehicles you won't need a vehicle and you will be able to walk everywhere for 15 minutes now there's been a lot of leaked <clears throat> documents from other countries that these 15 minute cities are actually the zones we will not be able to leave. They will be our permanent districts in case we go into lockdowns, in case we go into another pandemic. And so basically how they will monitor everybody will be a digital prison. If everyone gets on board with this digital ID and everything gets put onto your phone, that means if you want to go to your friend's house, that's 45 minutes away walk in a different district, you, your phone will be picked up three times by a different signal and you will be fine for leaving your, basically your 15 minute city, or you will require a permit to leave your 15 minute um, district. Now they're saying that that's not the case, but they also told us that the vaccines would be voluntary. And they also told us that it won't be a uh, QR code. And they also said a bunch of other things that we now know were lies. And we can pretty much guess that these 15-minute cities are a setup to something a lot more sinister for what they have planned in the future, whether it's climate lockdowns, whether it's another pandemic, um, or whether it's a combination of both, or whether they... And in the States, the way they're land grabbing is these trail derailments. Because under Agenda 2030, and I have a map on my twi uh, Twitter account, um, basically if the land is toxic or contaminated under Agenda 2030, they're allowed to come in, swoop the land so that anyone that lives around that area will then be forced into the city where they will have the 15-minute city set up. It really does certainly seem that things are fucking really starting to ramp up with all these uh, train derailments that are quote unquote coincidentally happening in a week and a half of a span time span. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh yeah, because then you have um, fires at chemical plants. Then um, there was the Saskatoon, uh, not Saskatoon, Saskatchewan pig farm that burnt down. You have food processors that are being burnt down. I mean, they are literally getting ready to make the food shortage that Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum group was actually speaking about that will come. And it, <laughs> I find it really weird because they started with the Russia and the whole wheat production. Then they started with the oil shortages. And now they are basically making the food shortages. They were already feeding chickens what i'm guessing is birth control pills um Jeez. because once they took the feed out the chickens were laying eggs almost immediately afterwards i know people are saying it's mrna but mrna is finicky and it's also unstable in that sense and the only reason why i know this is because i have a bachelor's in science and molecular biology and biochemistry the only thing that it would make sense was if is if they fed the chickens birth control pills basically so they are making all of these shortages on purpose to create as much chaos because they want to bring in Agenda 2030. Very, very quickly and rapidly, things are starting to happen, but people are starting to pick up on it. Do you think a lot of what's happening and if they actually put this plan into execution, if they execute this plan, do you think the people are going to fucking tolerate it? No, I think even the 
sleepiest of the sleepiest will realize what is happening. Now, some people right. don't like taking responsibility for their own life and they like being a leech on the system. Unfortunately, the government doesn't need those kinds of people. So as much as they think that they'll be safe sitting in their little apartments in their 15-minute districts and that they'll comply, unfortunately, they're going to need room for productive people and they, they will start... Ba- they will start getting on the chopping board as well. So at that point, that's when people will wake up. But people are already really riled up with these land graphs. I mean, I've noticed a lot in larger cities, folks aren't realizing what a 15-minute city is, and they're believing the sales pitch of, oh, it's just basically everything for convenience, so you don't need a vehicle. It's like, no, dudes, it's, you're, they're doing this because they're going to take your vehicle away, you know? Right. So, but I mean, hey, if people want to be enslaved and imprisoned, I guess we all have free choice on this planet. And I'm pretty sure they will go ahead with these plans and it will work in certain districts, but they will have to back off in other districts, but it will be a long fight. It will be definitely a long road for all of us. I'm, I'm personally, I don't let any of this get to me. Um, I stay positive at all times. I'm a very optimistic person, but some shit kind of freaks me out. Like people dying from these fucking chemical blasts and shit. It's like, it's, it's hard not to, not to, to not let it kill your vibe. You know, it's like, Oh, I know, man. Like I feel so bad for these people. Like, in Ohio, like, there's so many videos of people, and let's face it, the media has already been exposed for being fucking corrupt and yeah. pushing their own narratives, right? And now yeah. it's the people who are all independent journalists, such as yourself and myself and all my other podcasting friends. It's We are the people who are actually the real news because we actually fucking, we have no agenda except for loving our fellow humans and people need to start listening to us now yeah well here's the worst part it's like um mainstream media they get paid a lot of money so they get paid to say a lot of things and they don't care if they push the propaganda because they are so into this entire monetary system and elbowing each other and being corporate at the top that they have forgotten that they're also on the chopping block. It's almost as if they think that they're untouchable. It's almost as if they don't realize that they're just a tool for the elites and that they will be discarded and they will be discarded to us, you know, hungry, angry people. And I'm just wondering if even these MSM news broadcasters know what will happen. Now for the rest of us normal people um the reason why we're trying to push the truth out there is because we don't want to be enslaved so there's literally no sinister anything behind our motivation except we need to wake up so we're not enslaved because we're all in the same boat (laughs) that's what i'm saying like we care for other people that's why why we want to get the truth out there and we have no fucking agenda like i don't i don't make any fucking money doing this except for my few very few patreon supporters God bless them. Um, But I do this out of pure passion of wanting to figure out and decipher the lies that these fucking Moloch worshiping fucking dipshits want to push on us. Exactly. And that's my whole thing. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, you must be making killer cash off uh tiktok i'm like no. dudes i'm canadian we don't monetize on tiktok no. I, can't even, I can't even put an anchor ad on my show because <laughs> they don't do it in canada my other oh, podcast really friends, yeah my other podcasting friends have anchor ads like download anchor if you want to make your own podcast and blah blah blah, blah. i would do that too but i tried to and it said no you're in canada sorry Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I did a live once for about an hour and a half and I made two cents. <laughs> I was like, boo, big spender. <laughs> right. Uh, so it was well, time. all these fucking Satanists are getting bitching amounts of cash to portray a fucking false narrative on, on people and lie to their face through the, uh, the television. 
Exactly. That's exactly what they're doing. And I think people are so mesmerized by their perfection. And I watch some of these anchors and it's like, there's not a crease on their face. They almost look like they're mannequins, like AI. And yeah. people are so used to that, like unbelievable, unattainable perfection that when a normal human comes on the screen, they're like, oh, ugh, this is like broke tv you know it's like no right. dude it's real tv and not reality tv that they want to portray like real people tv <laughs> yeah even fucking re like when this whole reality tv thing <laughs> craze came about and like the probably like the late 90s mid to late 90s and people oh. were just eating it up and i was like this shit's fucking it's bullshit i was about to say gay it's gay <laughs> it's fake and gay it's bullshit <laughs> it's all scripted and yet you, you fucking accept it as reality. Yeah. I always said, I'm like, TV and reality do not mix in the same word. So I don't understand how people think that reality TV is even a real thing. And some people believed it. Like, they believe that wrestling, the WWE or WWF, I don't even know anymore, that they were real. <laughs> and I'm like, right. okay. <laughs> well, the only thing real about it is that it's the physicality part right but yeah. it's all scripted who's <laughs> and who's not right and you can take that now and you can look at it from like almost every fucking sport every sport exactly. is scripted about who's gonna win uh who's gonna lose uh who's gonna win the fucking championship and people just get so excited over sports and i'm like that was another thing in my whole life i'm like why is everybody so obsessed with sports man yeah honestly i never got that either i mean i get it it's it's sports i mean i know i used to get into like when the olympics was on and it was canada hockey or the junior hockeys and i'd watch the last game i'd never watch any other game except for the gold and canada was almost always in the gold games and i would be proud you know as sure. a canadian and i'm like okay that's cool but to really get into it and stuff like that i never understood that part but i figured i'm like maybe that's just a guy thing and i maybe i'd never got into it because i'm a girl and that's that's well, kind of how i chalked it up at. yeah that's not true though because i know a lot of chicks who are like really into sports Oh, really? Oh, for sure. Oh, wow. I'm yeah, like, like, I don't way... have a lot of friends, so I'm like, maybe I should like actually talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. I don't have a lot of friends. I'm a loner. <laughs> yeah, I'm a total hermit. Uh, this whole attention thing that I've just gotten from TikTok has been overwhelming. I might go hide under a desk tonight and just right? kind of rock back and forth in fetal position. <laughs> so the Illuminati doesn't come and fucking try to murder you and your family. Yeah, right? I know. That's like literally... So after my video went viral, I'll text my mom. I'm like, do you see any black SUVs outside your house? She's like, what the heck are you talking about? I'm like, so that's a no good, good. And then I'll text you because I'm up here in the woods so I can see pretty much everything. I'm on site all the time. So I'll text my husband. I'm like, hey, any weird activity outside of the house? And he's like, what are you on? And I'm like, nothing. So that's a no. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> that's fucking funny. Is he on board with some of the things that you say? Oh, yeah. We're on a hundred percent. We basically okay, cool. believe the same thing. Um, I just because I'm such a loner, I'm always I was always in the house and I used to read a lot. And then I would share my thoughts with him and we'd have like our hour long chats. Thinks what I think. Sometimes we debate um, and disagree on a certain subject or topic, and he'll give me a different point of view, and I'm like, hmm, never really thought of it that way. So he was basically my bouncing ideas off of each other guy kind of thing for the longest time, and I'm pretty sure he's kind of happy now that I've got um, TikTok, so he doesn't have to be the main idea bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though. Still, like, it's good that he he. Uh you know, hopefully encourages you to, to speak out your, to speak your mind. I'd hope. Oh, he definitely does. Uh, I don't hold back. I don't think I have that function in my brain. Um, mm -hmm. I, I used to get into trouble actually a lot in school because of that. It would say, you know, very smart, excellent student, however, extremely annoying, could use human skills. Um, you know, that, usually, <laughs> that was usually my report card. It's like, it sounds like a great student, but it sounds way. like uh, sounds like autism. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah so I would pr pretty much my teachers always told me need a definite human interaction and I was like yeah I never took that advice ever so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always been the loner right oh a hundred percent like there's always some, there's so something weird. to that there's something to that you know uh and it's especially because of your uh, the, the the name on your TikTok is introverts 008, right? Yeah. So that now it's kind of making sense. It like you're an introvert that is becoming an extrovert in the uh, I guess I, I could say that um, being having a presence on the internet is like um, becoming more of an extrovert. But in the ethereal realm, which is the spiritual realm. Exactly, yeah. And I'm also masking quite a bit. Um, so I will basically put on a persona and I will only allow myself a certain amount of time on the internet. And then I have to, I have to step back just so I don't lose myself in burnout. And then sure. I go back to my research um, things of what I like and reading books and yeah libraries are like my thing I love libraries and so I just I have to step back so I'll I'll put in my hours in the morning on the internet and then I have to I have to step back otherwise I think I'd go a little loopy <laughs> well you have to like I've been listening to uh shout out to my friends Ghost and Ryan who have their own podcast but they 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 are now collaborating on a weekly news show called Cunt which stands oh. for uh, Conspiracy <laughs> Underground News Team. And uh, they were talking about how, you know, like Ryan got this one message from this guy. He's like, oh, you watch uh, UFC, so you you're, you enjoy the bread and circus, eh, buddy? Like, you got to get out of that shit. And he's like, fuck you, man. We got to fucking decompress from yeah. what it is that we, we, we research and what we know. And we need to have that kind of entertainment sometimes, you know? Exactly. And I totally feel that um, we just have to because some of the things that I research, some of the things that get sent to me, they're very dark and they're very oh, negative. Wow. And so you have to shed that, you know, energy and that vibe off of you. And it doesn't matter how you do it. Um, as long as you don't hold on and internalize it, that's basically the main thing. Well, that's that's like I always say a lot on my podcast here. Um, you have to you can't go fully into the light and you can't go fully into the dark. There has to be an absolute balance. Um, when you're searching for the truth, you're going to find a lot of dark fucking evil shit. Oh, so you yeah. have to you really have to decompress from that and just do what it is that you enjoy. And it doesn't matter. Like for me, I'm a gamer. Uh huge gamer and I, I love horror movies right yeah. and uh, I love movies of all kinds really but horror is my actual favorite genre it always has been since I was a kid but uh oh, that's that's super weird because I love horror movies and I also love really deep in-depth thought movies uh, or series. for sure yeah like, I don't know if you've watched um 1899 on Netflix I haven't no oh the symbolism is deep okay and even like revealed to you at the end basically what is going on right now and i was i was like i hope there's a season three and then netflix was like no we're cutting that show off and i'm like dudes no uh, that's where the answers are that's where i'm stuck at i need these answers i want to i want to know these answers and um, shit so they cut it off yeah, so they cut it off at season three, and that's literally where I am in almost like my research. Well, I, I mean, I'm a little further, but that kind of confirmed of everything that I learned about, you know, what this world is about and the answers out there. But I just wanted that confirmation, and they're like, yeah, we're canceling it. So I was going to write like an angry Karen letter to Netflix and be like, absolutely, you're not canceling that. I'm like, I will start a GoFundMe page. I will produce it. <laughs> do it myself i mean the quality is gonna be garbage but it will be awesome <laughs> <laughs> just give me the fucking uh script. script come on let me see it come on yeah i just want to yeah. see the script i'm like well how much for the script i'm over here like you know a person just itching like just i need the script i need to know how it goes where did you get these answers <laughs> too funny yeah so yeah i just i just really recommend to anybody who's listening that 
you don't always have to be in the darkness. You really got to balance that light and dark. I mean, trying to go fully into the light, in my opinion, is like trying to live up to uh, the name of Christ and not be sinning and not doing this and not doing that. But when you do that, you get a lot of darkness that tries to attack you at the same time. Exactly. And it's it, also- it's happened to me in the past. Uh, I've had an attack by a succubus. My audience probably knows this. They've heard it. Uh, oh. in my sleep. Um, it's not fun when you're trying to uh, abstain from certain activities that men and women do. Uh, and they will attack you for it. It's fucking crazy, dude. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm so sorry you went through that. That's intense. No, I mean, like, it's fucking, it's, it's cool that it happened because now I know that the, the battle is real, right? Okay, that's, yeah, that's true. It's, it's, everyone needs their own, I guess, confirmation and to feel the evil to know that it's real. I know a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, God's not this and your book's a fairy tale and, you know, the devil doesn't exist. And I'm like, oh yeah, he does. You see all the evil that goes on in this world. You see everything and we have it, free choice. Dude, it, fucking, what happens. It, it fucking manifests itself right before your very eyes. Whoa. Whether it be in re- like real time or in dream state. For me, it was in dream state and it was like super, super vivid. I've had those. I've had where um, sleep paralysis, I get those yeah. a lot. And here's the weird part. In all of the sleep paralysis dreams, I know it's coming. So there's like this outside voice saying, wake up, wake up, wake up. And it tells me not to go sleep on a deeper level because it just gets worse but i can't move my body but i can hear everything that goes around me and it's like the weirdest most intense scary feeling i i can't even describe it when i try and describe it to people they either look at me like i'm completely insane um but it's always the same reoccurring where it's like you need to wake up wake up wake up wake up um do not go into the next level of sleep and it's just so weird i don't know how to explain it but um i wonder if anyone else has had that or maybe uh loopy (laughs) no i've had multiple um podcasting friends who have experienced this very similar um, phenomenon as well as a coworker who is autistic. And he told me about this just last week. He said, you ever had sleep paralysis? I'm like, no, but I know a lot of people I have. And he said, yeah, man. He's like, it's just like something's holding you down. You can't fucking move. And I look over and there's a shadow person there. And from every person, yeah, every person that I've known who said they've had sleep paralysis they said there's always a fucking shadow person watching them. There is, and it's always a shadow person. And if at first it manifests as a person that you know, and you're like, oh, I'm safe. And then all of a sudden they change into this like tall, lanky shadow person. And that's when the panic sits in. But like, I'm aware I'm dreaming. I know I'm dreaming, but it's just super, super odd. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's definitely odd. <laughs> I'm glad that's one thing I've never experienced, honestly. It's but I've, I've, had, I've had several um, astral projections. Whoa. Okay. I've never had that. It's wild in its own way. I mean, it's like, that was my first thing. Uh, it happened to me when I was about 13 the first time. And uh, that's when I knew that I, that I was a soul. I don't have a soul, but I am a soul. Oh, wow. That's yeah. really young to have that realization. That is awesome. It's crazy. It's part of my awakening process, but uh, yeah, it's it's wild shit. And people are so like, you know, they don't want to they don't want to believe that there's uh, something else <laughs> uh, instead of this reality. They think this reality is the only one. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are also afraid 
Um, some are just lazy and don't want to really think, but some are afraid to really see the truth and open their eyes because they're so comfortable in this illusion and this matrix that was made for them that they don't really see the point in putting in the effort to wake up because it is a lonely, it is a dark um, process, but at the end of the day, it's also very rewarding. Um, and I think some people are just not motivated enough to do that. Which is unfortunate because the way that you said uh, rewarding, it's uh, it's eternally rewarding. Yeah. Because that's where once you wake up and you accept that, you accept that there's another reality, that's when you start growing your soul. Exactly. Yes. I totally understand what you're saying. <laughs> and it is, it is a very lonely road. I've lost a lot of friends. I've lost... Uh, a lot of people in my in my uh, you know social bubble, whatever, whatever you want to call it, but um, it's it's happened to me, and I I wouldn't want it any other way. Like I'm so accepting of it now. It fucking hurts like hell at first. It so does. Um, I think just because I've always been a loner, um, it didn't really affect me that much because I found solitude, solitude, solitude. And <laughs> um, I'm like solitude, um, solitude in being alone. And I always thought it was less drama and less chaotic and hectic and more calm and peaceful. Um, I don't know if it's because my imagination is pretty much endless and deep and I can pretty much be alone for many 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 months I think with in my own head and not feel lonely I guess well now I do like with my husband my pets and things like that but before like during my waking process I you could have just locked me in a room with food and I don't think I would have known the difference (laughs) right yeah um yeah it was super painful for me but um like you said, rewarding because now I'm doing this, right? And I found this thing that I have and it's mine and it's everybody else's at the same time that I can share. I can, I can be um, unafraid to speak my mind on this platform and it's unbelievably therapeutic and liberating. Yeah. Yes, liberating. That's exactly what it is. Um, Being able to just speak your mind and not be afraid of judgment and not be afraid of what other people think is like this huge weight that should be lifted off of everyone's shoulders. And I think everybody. Yeah. And I think if a lot more people just got in touch with their own truth and the truth, then they would realize um, just how much weight was holding them down on things that didn't even matter. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. It really doesn't. At the end of the day, all you have is yourself, really. Exactly. Yeah. Yourself, what's inside your heart, what's inside your mind. I always tell people, I'm like, we came into this world by ourselves, like as a soul, I mean, and all of the experiences that you have are unique to yourself. I mean, some of us can share similar Um, things and we can kind of share the similar feelings but it's unique to you and so I mean we can share um, stories and we can share feelings and we can share experiences but every single person has a very unique story that is theirs and so people need to become really comfortable with themselves and really self-reflect in order to be better human beings absolutely and you know what I love hearing people's stories same. I do too. Especially, um, I, I don't want to be like older people, you know, who have been through a lot where, and I ask them like, how does it feel being born during a time where there was barely any technology and now you're like in this era and all of them have said the same thing. They're like, we're so glad this is the end of our lives and not the beginning of our lives. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have part of that because I um, I was born in 79 and there was no internet for me growing up in the 80s and 90s. Well, until the mid 90s, that's when it started. Uh, yeah. yeah. But um, now it's like I ran out of fucking data today on my phone. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm just like, fuck, you know, <laughs> but we're so conditioned now. That, like, with data or fucking internet, we're like, what do I do with my life? (laughs) I totally get it. 
Yeah, because I was I was like 86, right? So I'm pretty close to your age. And so yeah. I remember just our parents didn't even care where we were. Like my mom's like, get home when it's yeah. dark out, you know what I mean? Or she's like, don't come crying to me unless you're bleeding or dying or someone else is bleeding or dying. You know, you'd fall out of a tree and you're like literally like all your arms almost broken you're like can't go home and cry yeah it's not dark yet that's when we get home dinner's not ready yet go back outside and play with your broken arm it's yeah, like with your broken flail, arm. flailing around and bones <laughs> popped out of your fucking skin yeah. <laughs> you know? and i remember just like literally touching everything like we'd be in the woods and i'm like oh i'd collect this oh look at this slug i'm like oh look at this let's go sw swimming in this slough like you know what i mean like we didn't know about bacteria or any of that stuff and none of us got sick none of us nothing ever bad happened i mean you know you get the regular broken bones from climbing trees and being an idiot and things like that but it made you stronger and I mean, I remember my childhood a lot better, a lot more um, than whatever on earth is happening to kids nowadays where they're just stuck in their homes or indoors and scared of the outside, scared of dirt, scared of everything. Yeah, in front of the black mirror. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I, I, I yearn, like, they, I, I've heard this saying that nostalgia is a killer because, like, you can't go back to the things that you were doing when you were a child, but you still, I still yearn for those times, you know, and it's not coming back, but at the same time, fuck when I pass away and I go and I'm in front of God and God is like sitting there with me and he's like, look at all this stuff that you did. You masturbated way too fucking much, <laughs> but you did, you did have a lot of fun and you treated other people with respect and you love people you know and i said to my friend i said could you imagine if we pass away and it's like a video game we're sitting in front of our our, our creator and he's showing you all the fucking stats of what he did right in the percentage Aww. this and that right it's almost like that's how you're judged right <laughs> oh boy now that you say that i'm a little worried because mine will be like god's like you avoided um your family and friends to read books um you also uh, literally avoided every party to read books um you did this and <laughs> then you read more books and i'd be like yep you sure you yep yeah that's exactly what i yeah. did i yep. did do that i'm fucking Exactly. I guess. I'm like, then there was like this little short period of time where like my TikToks went viral and I talked to people. That counts, right? That's got to be the social points I get. <laughs> See, that's the thing. We should be judging ourselves, right? We should be looking at all the aspects of our life and try to kind of correct things, right? Oh, absolutely. So all the time. Would be you go in front of our our ultimate judge will have something to like get what, what did you give back to humanity right exactly like I think that's I think that's the ultimate weighing point uh, of what we're gonna be judged by yes was your heart as light as a feather meaning were your intentions as good as your actions I guess. <laughs> Because a lot of people have good intentions, but not very good actions. Right. I mean, well, they do say that the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? That's very true. Yep. And so but people yeah. need to realize that their intentions are completely different from their actions. Do you think Bill Gates <laughs> has any kind of good intentions to what he's doing? Do you think he truly believes that what he's doing is good for humanity? Yeah, he actually does. They basically, the way the elites work with the pyramid um, down is they are under a cult. And so they have all been bred with very cult-like thinking. <clears throat> and I think there is a huge number of them that have been taught to think that global warming really is real and that us humans are viruses on this planet destroying it. And so in their eyes, they basically get asked, what have you done? You know, 
to basically be in this crowded world. And I honestly think that he definitely thinks he's doing good for the earth by deleting us viruses um, because wow. that's what they see us as. So in his eyes, he doesn't see us as human beings with souls with something else. They just see us as disposable NPCs. And then you have other groups where they have other cult-like thinking, but almost every single one of them, like the WEIF, all cult. Um, Scientology, cult. World Economic Forum, right? Yeah, World Economic Forum, yeah, cult. Um, When you look at certain different types of secret societies it's also basically on your old self dying rebirth and you know basically putting that society over god and everything else so it's a very cult-like step-like process that they use to indict people into these groups and then they truly believe with all their heart and all, all their might that what they're doing is positive for the earth or or humanity like for the greater good. Yeah, for the greater right. good. Yeah, like yeah. Swab that Hitler 2.0. <laughs> yeah, have you seen um, Hot Fuzz? No, I have not. That was uh, Simon Pegg from uh, Shaun of the Dead. No. Uh, you got to watch that because he he's a cop in the UK. And he he was a fucking awesome cop, but he gets demoted. He's got to go to uh, this small town and he uncovers this huge plot that everybody's in on it. And it's like a witch, like a witch cult kind of thing. And they're, they're doing things for the greater good by going around and murdering (laughs) certain people and whatnot. Oh, wow. I should definitely watch that. But that sounds exactly like that. um, These cultists definitely believe. Yeah, and they chant too. They they say, "For the greater good, for the greater good," like all of them <laughs> at the same time, right? And that yeah, is... they're murdering people and covering it up and all this shit. It's, it's a wild movie. It's fucking hilarious too, by the way. Oh wow! I wonder if like Klaus Schwab uh, was basically the muse for that part. <laughs> Could be. Could yeah. be. I had a guy on my on my podcast a while like a while back. I, Oh, oh, I got a mess out there. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think I'm kind of losing you. Oh, shit, shit. Yeah, usually around 9.30. I'm not sure because I'm on Starlink, and I'm not sure where those satellites are, but usually that's when um, it starts cutting out for about a half an hour. <laughs> I'm oh, so shit. north, so north right now. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, well, we can, we can put up right, up right now. now. Yeah, I'm so sorry because I can barely hear you. That's okay. Okay, uh, okay, okay so, so wrap, wrap it up. It up. Plug, plug away. away. Uh, uh, you're you're not 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 in- I think I lost you, but it was honestly an honor to be on your show and keep in touch so we can do this again and hopefully um, before 930. Okay. Okay. Oh, did you hear that? Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. It's just um just a location that I'm in so far up north. Plug your lips. Hello? Maybe not. Okay, you're back now. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm still, I'm still echoing. echoing. Plug, Plug your, your link. link. Plug my link? Plug, Plug your, your links. links. Oh, they are. No, no, like, like your, Instagram your Instagram and your TikTok. Oh, plug my links. Oh, okay, I will. <laughs> right now. Right now. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can barely hear you. I can hear like one word at a time and then it goes super, super bad. That's okay. That's okay. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Show notes. Oh. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful okay. evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. What's going on, cartel? This is your beloved Nigel the Goat speaking. And uh, Davy and I really hope uh, that you enjoyed this uh, episode with uh, Tayana. 
And we also hope you enjoyed my new intro created by Davy and his good friend Steve. Davy, what do you think of uh, that last conversation there? Fuck, it was great, Nigel. And you did great on the intro, the new intro. And uh, Steve, much love, brother. You're fucking awesome. And we'll be looking forward to uh, collaborating with you more in the future. You got a lot of hardware there that you spent a lot of money on, so we want to put it to good use. Right, Nigel? Hell yeah, Davey. Steve, you are the fucking shit, man. Uh, we thank you so much. And uh, Tayana, we love you very much. And uh, we hope to get you back on where the uh, conversation was not cut so short next time, you know. But uh, yeah, uh, people, cartel, please uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, give us uh, your hard-earned hard money. And, uh, you know, we will put it to good use. I think... Uh, I think uh, I want to, uh, you know, rant a little bit on certain uh, topics of the world, and we will put that in the Patreon in the future. But for now, give us a Apple review, five-star review, or a, uh, you know, comment on it. And uh, also, if you're listening on Spotify, you click the star and you give one, two, four, or five star review. And uh, we love you. And uh, until next time, this is Nigel the Goat saying, 